0: This week, it's the return of our annual gear guide. The 2020 RV and camping gear guide is here. Plus, we have some listener questions and a whole lot more. This is RV Miles. RV Miles is brought to you by L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean believes the more time you spend outside together, the better. That's why they've partnered with the National Park Foundation to help you find your park and get there with family and friends. With more than 400 national park sites in the US, there are beautiful surprises to be found in every corner of the country. There's probably one closer than you think. Be an outsider with LL Bean. Welcome to episode 148 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And
1: I'm Abby, and we are two full time travelers who, along with our boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, crisscross North America on one epic road trip. Each week, we talk all things outdoors from RVs to travel destinations, gear, industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot more.
0: I'm super excited about this episode because we didn't think we were going to be doing this nope. this year because we kind of thought the camping season was going to be a bust. But boy, have we been proven wrong. Wow. Uh, everybody is camping. One quarter of Americans plan to RV this year. One quarter of Americans. And let's no.
1: just put it out there. It is a big number of people who have decided that the RV and camping lifestyle is for them. And we are thrilled that people are finally realizing what we have known for a really long time, and that is camping, is awesome.
0: <laughs> so we have a ton to go through today, and we're not even going to be able to get to go through everything no. on our on our gear guide uh, for 2020 here in this episode of the podcast. This
1: is what happens when we don't get to do it till <laughs> June. Too many things. If this had happened back in April, our list would have been a little bit shorter, but we've just been compiling and compiling. Plus, we've been talking to y'all and you've had some great ideas, too.
0: So we'll have everything on an actual gear guide article on the website at RVMiles.com. But we're going to run through our highlights on on today's show. We're coming to you again from the beautiful San Juan National Forest, um, just outside of Durango, Colorado. We are absolutely loving it here.
1: Are we? Can I just? No, we are. We are. I know that (coughs) sounded like I was about to get real negative. I know. I'm just saying today, actually, the last 12 hours beautiful. It's so beautiful here. You look outside and you're like, it's so beautiful. Then you go outside and you go, it's so cold. Why is it so cold? <laughs> it has in June? been a
0: little bit cold the last couple nights and it's going to warm up here again. It but, got down
1: to 32 last night.
0: But it is gorgeous it here. Is and gorgeous. I will take it over the heat because I can always put more clothes on. Can't always take more clothes off.
1: I'm going to let that one go. (laughs) There are so many things I could say there. We are opposite. I love warm weather, warm, dry weather, and I would really prefer uh, it to warm up. And it's going to, by the end of the week, we're going to be back into the 80s during the day.
0: But I think we both agree that we want the wind to end. The wind is, it was absurd in Arizona. It's been pretty much okay here, but there have been times when it gets pretty rough here.
1: Pretty Okay. I mean, Friday night. So we had this front come in over the weekend. Today is Tuesday. We're a little late getting to this podcast this week. Over the weekend, we had a front come in and we had up to about 40 mile per hour winds and they rolled in at night. So I'm trying to sleep and my brain is just firing off all over the place because pine cones and branches Keep falling on the RV and it is so loud. And this is at like three o'clock in the morning and you can hear it coming. (laughs) Like you can hear it coming for you. It reminds me very much of this trip I took to the Rocky Mountain National Park when I was about 22, 23, maybe 24, sleeping in a tent by myself. Windstorm comes down. You can hear it coming down out of the mountains. It's like, you know, it's coming. It's telling you before it gets to you, I'm about to blow your mind. I can hear it coming down Friday night and I know. It's about to hit the trailer and it does. It's so strong that the trailer is like swaying and then it's boom, 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 boom. Things are falling. Anyway. It's fine.
0: We're in this weird was- weather vortex though. It's <laughs> yes. it's because you can look up at the sky and you can see clouds moving in opposite directions of each other, depending on how high they are. But we were able to go take a hike up in the San Juan National Forest, yeah. um, took a drive up the road and in, then took a hike among some Uh, this grove of high altitude birch trees. It was magical. It was incredible. Really beautiful. I got some awesome drone footage and stuff. I'm really (laughs) excited to put together in a video. Uh, I can't
1: talk about this drone. We're going to actually talk about this (laughs) drone later. And we're going to talk about how this drone has replaced me in Jason's life. Almost replaced me in our bed in Jason's life. So... He's gonna try and deny it, but if you're watching this video, you can see the smile on his <laughs> face right now—the pure joy because we said the word drone. Where's where it? Yeah, exactly. Oh, Where's where, at our house? Henry has, <laughs> Henry has nicknamed it Drony. <laughs> I think if you've stuck around long enough with the podcast, you know that whenever we nickname something, it always ends in an e. We got Traily. We had Bussy. Now we've got Drony uh so he, pets
0: it. He, he literally pets it
1: you've never been prouder <laughs>
0: anyway before we get to our gear guide i've got a few listener questions that i want to get to most of these are from our facebook group the first one is about camping near a city and about visiting big cities now if you've been listening for a long time you know that we have visited lots of cities lots of medium-sized cities and and big cities um while we've been traveling out on the road and this person has a, a question about how do you manage doing that? How do you visit a big city while you're traveling in an RV? Now, um, lots of big cities do have campgrounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may be expensive. You know, you can camp right downtown New Orleans and it's going to cost you $110 a night or so, but it's way cheaper than a hotel. And uh, and you're in walking distance sort of. from everything. It's way cheaper than a New Orleans hotel. Uh,
1: yes. The, and, yes.
0: And you don't have to pay $20 for five hours to park. So, you know, that though, there are pluses to that. And a lot of cities have campgrounds sort of on the outskirts. They might have forest preserves on the outskirts of town or part of the county. Like in Chicago, we stayed quite a bit at Cook County Forest Preserves, which sort of surround Chicago. Now, you're still going to drive into the city a bit, 45 it was minutes, an hour. An hour. Yeah. Um, but there are also some places sometimes that you can stay right in the city. In Chicago, there is the, McCormick Place, big convention center. You can stay in the marshaling yard, which is where all the trucks go.
1: But it's dry camping for $35 <laughs> a is, night. Yes. Okay, I'm, There's a nice payoff there, but it's not a long-term camping solution. I think of the Army Corps of Engineer campground we stayed at in Nashville. Mm-hmm. That's a fantastic example of well, being able then, to stay in the city.
0: Going back to New Orleans, we We didn't stay downtown in one of those expensive parks, but we stayed in state parks that also surround the city, St. Bernard State Park. And there's another one that's Mm -hmm. right outside. So it took us 20 minutes to get downtown.
1: That uh, city campground uh, near the Twin Cities Mm -hmm. when we were in Minneapolis, St. Mm -hmm. Paul several years ago. Even that wasn't too far. That was on the Wisconsin side, but it was only about a 15, 20 minute drive into the heart of Minneapolis, which we consider to be the Mall of America.
0: Even in New York and LA, there are campgrounds. There's a campground right across from New York in New Jersey, overlooking the New York skyline. It's nothing special, but if you want to visit New York, you can do that That's in an RV. It. So it, it is absolutely very possible. The other question, this again comes from the RV Miles Facebook group, and we hope you'll come there and join because we're, we're happy to answer questions. And a lot of people that are smarter than us are there to oh, help yeah. answer questions we as well.
1: We do not answer all the questions. We are not that smart, nor do I want to be that smart. I love to learn. And it's so great the way everyone is so willing to help and to learn and to be open about trying new things.
0: So, does anybody have a preferred camping app for bookings? I used Hip Camp for the first time yesterday and, long story short, fell flat on expectations. Thanks in advance. Well, first of all, let's talk about Hip Camp and what Hip Camp is. And it's fairly new and they have just gobs and gobs of money being thrown at them right now. And what hip camp is kind of becoming is like,
1: it's such a tough problem. To
0: have. <laughs> it's like the hotels.com for campgrounds is, it's sort of what they're looking at it as sort of a, an, um, an Expedia, a, a national reservation system where campgrounds can be on it and take bookings. It is fairly new still. Um, so it hasn't really caught on in the campground industry People in the campground industry often are behind on things. There are a lot of campgrounds that don't even have websites yet, and or they, have
1: websites <laughs> that still that still say copyright like two thousand two.
0: And they or they have a website, but they still only take phone bookings. Ugh. So we're always waiting because they don't want you know they don't want the additional fees that one of these booking services charge. So there really is no national app. For booking campgrounds that everything is on hip camp is probably the biggest. So, but I would say maybe 10% of campgrounds are on it.
1: I just don't understand that. Can you imagine your business would probably increase? And I don't want to say how many fold, cause I don't know, but if you're in a platform where everyone else is, and we all know we can go to that platform and we can, we can find your campground. We can book your campground. You don't have to do anything Oh man, I just I don't understand why we are still living in the Stone Age when it comes to campground reservations. I don't get it.
0: Now also competing with Hip Camp is Reserve America. And Reserve America used to also run recreation.gov, which is all of the federal campsites. Right. They do not have the contract for recreation.gov anymore. So now they're really kind of scrambling and Trying to do as many private campgrounds as they can, as many state park systems as they can. So some state park systems are on um, Reserve America.
1: You almost wonder what Reserve America is there for anymore. Right. To be perfectly honest. Recreation.gov got that massive redo and it looks fantastic and it's a little bit more easier to use now. But Reserve America, you're just kind of like, I don't. I can't reserve America. Right. Not everybody's here.
0: <laughs> now, our, our first stop, honestly, is always recreation.gov because we're mm-hmm. always looking for federal campgrounds. Those are generally our favorite. We like to stay in national parks, national forests and um, and so on and so forth. So um, they do have an app and you can you can look there first. But if you want public campgrounds, um, that's a good spot. But if you want private commercial campgrounds, They're all over the map. And unfortunately, you just that's why we we usually go to Campendium for those types of campgrounds, because you see really good reviews there. But then you still end up going to that campgrounds website or calling them to book. you just Google it. All right. Those are our listener questions. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we've got so much. We've got to do the answer to last week's brain teaser that Abby came up with. That was very, very, I didn't, very hard.
1: I didn't come up with it. Okay, that, okay I just found she, it.
0: <laughs> that doesn't make it better, dear. It
1: does make it better because <laughs> I found something that was just really easy that anyone can do. You can do with your kids. You're all in the car together and you don't have to think okay. for six days all to right. get the answer. You just get it and everyone cheers in the car together. And
0: then we're going to get into our gear guide. And I'm very excited about it. We'll be right back. Be right back. The RV Miles podcast is supported by Harvest Hosts.
1: Get back on the road again safely with a Harvest Hosts membership. Enjoy wide open RV camping on over a thousand wineries, farms, breweries, museums, and other unique attractions that invite RVers to visit and stay overnight for free. Plus, you're supporting local business who need help right now. RV Miles listeners can save 15% off a Harvest Hosts membership with code MILES. That's MILES for 15% off your Harvest Hosts membership.
0: And by Amazon Camperforce.
1: Get on the road with Amazon Camperforce. Amazon has work camper jobs that offer competitive wages and paid campground fees up to $550 per month. Earn completion bonuses and be part of a community that'll keep you coming back year after year. Go to Amazon.com slash camperforce miles to learn more and choose your site today. That's Amazon.com slash camperforce miles. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.
0: All right, it's time for the answer to last week's brain teaser, which went like this.
1: Which tire doesn't move when a car turns right? the spare tire that was like my oprah <laughs> you'll get a spare tire and you get a spare tire and you get a spare tire
0: so bad so bad so
1: bad it's good
0: <laughs> all right
1: <laughs> we'll have another brain teaser at the end of the show and it's probably going to be picked out by me
0: but now it is time To get into our 2020 gear guide. Now, before we do this, I want to say we uh, we are very much proponents of the mantra that you don't have to buy very much to camp. Get your RV, your tent or whatever it is. And get a power cord, get a surge protector, get a sewer hose and uh, get a water hose and get out there.
1: Get a campsite. Um,
0: Most anything you really need. You can pick up on your way. You can pick up at Walmart. You can pick up at any number of camping stores out there. Or
1: you just order it when you get home because you've realized, oh, I would have really liked to have had this on the trip. Uh, This is the kind of camper I find out that I'm going to be. And then you start adding to your collection. But don't go buy all the things until you've done some things. But
0: for those of you that like little gadgets that make life a little bit easier... This, this, this episode is for you. Okay. So since we already talked about it a little bit, let's kick it off with, with, with droney.
1: Let's kick it (laughs) off with Jason's true love.
0: So this right here, this is the Mavic air two.
1: Now he should say this right here because we are on YouTube as well. So if y'all want to see some of these products, you can go over to YouTube, check out this video. Otherwise, yes, I, I, use your you imagination. I said
0: to myself before we started this, I said, I have all these products in front of me. Now we got to really make sure that we're talking like we're talking in podcast mode and not video I know, mode. and you messed and it I up already, up. and I so had to
1: save your bottom.
0: I am holding the DJI Mavic Air 2. This drone fits in the palm of my hand. I mean, it is, if I lay my hand out flat, it is nearly exactly the size of the palm of my hand. And and then, of course, it unfolds to to be... Much larger than that, but not a ton larger that, than that. And it unfolds very conveniently in a smart way. The propellers come off. They don't have to stay on and stuff. But this has been a game changer for our videos whee, so far. Whee, whee, whee. We,
1: game changer <laughs> alert. Game changer I, alert.
0: I'm loving taking shots with this thing. It's fairly almost brand new that they they have just released the Mavic Air 2. Now, what's cool about this, if you guys haven't used drones before and you're not into drones um, and there you know there's a lot of regulations that go around Where you can fly and where you can't, cannot, you cannot fly in national parks. For instance, you can't fly really close to an airport. Um, You can't fly over any sort of police operations, over roads, over crowds of people.
1: You really shouldn't be flying it while you're driving.
0: (laughs) No, definitely not.
1: Looking at you, some people on YouTube.
0: Yes. Uh, But what's cool about DJI's new setup is that um, in the app. So this, this guy um, is controlled by a controller. How
1: do you know it's a guy?
0: Oh, well, what if it's a lady or what
1: if it's just what if it just is
0: (laughs) it's controlled by a controller and my phone sits on top of that controller and my phone is the screen for that controller. Right. And they have a cool little display where I can see if drone flights are allowed in the area that I'm in right there. And I can also do searches for different areas. If we're heading somewhere, I can check it out in advance to make sure that I'm being legal and and safe and, and doing the right thing.
1: It's very cool.
0: It is. So I'm a big fan. Um, They're all they're about seven hundred dollars for just the drone or you can get the fly more package, which comes with three batteries uh, and uh, extra propellers and stuff. And I highly highly recommend that. It's uh, it's just under a thousand dollars. A lot of fun to play with uh, and a lot of beautiful photography that you can get out of them.
1: You won't leave home without it. (laughs) Trust me.
0: All right next up is this little device called the gas stop this is uh this is really cool for anybody who has concerns about going down the road with their propane running
1: because this is the one of the biggest debates right about mm-hmm. whether or not to run your fridge or let your propane run while you're driving people get so angry at each other when they don't agree on this
0: now I will say we do don't generally leave our propane on, though sometimes we do because we Accidents forget. Um, we don't generally leave it on because usually you can just leave the fridge shut and you're fine, right? And, and Source as long itself as, you're as a cooler, yeah. So, um, but this is cool because it's not just for that; it's for many other purposes. It it is a 100 fail safe in case one of your propane hoses gets cut, you get a leak this will stop immediately. Now your propane tanks have a safety device in them that are supposed to do that, but they're not really 100% fail safe. This will shut your gas off if there is a leak, guaranteed.
1: It's such a tiny little piece too, but yeah. it's such a big piece of mind. I think right. that anytime you can just have a backup to the backup or this is the thing and then the propane itself is the backup. Just it's so nice to have something like this and it amazes me that we haven't heard of this sooner.
0: Now, what is cool about this too is that it has a gauge on it. And if you know anything yeah. about propane, you know that propane gauges are really hard to like accurate ones that that work, that aren't expensive, very hard to find. And you generally just run your propane out until it runs out. But this has a gauge on it that will tell you if your gas level is low. So if you can go outside and look and see that your propane gas is low, you can go fill in, in time without running out, which we have done from time to time <laughs> from from moment to moment we have run out of fuel a few times
1: from trip to trip.
0: <laughs> but now you do need to know that if you have multiple propane tanks that you do need multiple of these devices for the individual propane propane tanks and they're a, a little bit cumbersome for the the typical two 20 pound cylinder setup on the front of the rv to get two of them on there in the hole connection set up and get your thing over it but you can do it it works um it's just a little bit cumbersome but it, it's it's worth it for and I think for what it you get
1: retails for somewhere around 15 to 20 dollars yeah. it's
0: super great very
1: deal. very yeah. inexpensive
0: yeah the next item on the list is welly bandages now we talked about these at they were Abby's fresh tank a couple weeks ago or last week I can't remember uh, the,
1: it was a few weeks ago yeah
0: These are fantastic bandages. And if you're like us and you have a real nice, expensive first aid kit that you don't want to like open up and tear apart because it's so well organized and stuff just to put a bandage on your kids because they need one like every single day. These are fantastic. And I got to tell you, I used one of these um, Welly bandages the other day, uh, maybe about a week ago. Yeah. I put it on my heel because I had a blister on my heel and uh, it sat on my heel. For a week, it's not. I w- mean, with hiking, is that?
1: A, I mean, with
0: hiking and showers, <laughs> it stayed. It. I mean, it did. It, until it did. I had to force it off. I was like, okay, it's time to time yeah. to pull it off. But they're they're fantastic little fabric bandages that stick very well, and and they beat the the brand name Band-Aid bandages by a mile.
1: Oh yeah, so we have a couple. We have the Human Repair Kit, and then we have the Quick Fix Kit. We keep the Human Repair Kit in the trailer with us. It's a little bit bigger. The kit's got a little bit more in it, but that quick fix kit, I keep that in the backpack and it's got bandages and it's also got some ointment and that's, it's perfect. It's, and it's, they're in these cool little tins too. So they're not going to get smashed up. Anyway, we absolutely love them. I talked in length about them several episodes ago, but we had to put them on the 2020 gear guide because we've been so impressed. I do believe Outside of buying them on their website, and their human repair kit is like nine dollars, and the quick fix kit is seven. I believe you can also get them in Target. Just another reason why I love the Target.
0: <laughs> Let's talk camping chairs. Camping chairs are are a subject um, that can can drive me a little crazy because, really, uh, because I have been so frustrated with so many camping oh, chairs oh, that we've okay. owned and destroyed. <laughs> I was I,
1: like, what gets you so upset about a camping chair?
0: <laughs> I will never buy the, the sort of X type pull out ones that you buy at Walmart again.
1: Oh, like the one we have right now that just busted on us. Yeah, like
0: all like most all of, of our camp chairs that have all busted.
1: Okay, fair the, enough. You know the ones oh, that have, well, they're five bucks. Those the ones, ones the kids sit in are like six dollars. <laughs> what do you expect? Come
0: the on. ones that come in a tubular cylinder and they open. Mm-hmm. Them. They always either the rivets break on them or the fabric rips very quickly. Yeah, um, we have we have really not found any of them to last. Even the last ones we bought, which were like supposed to support four hundred pounds of weight and uh, and were fairly expensive in last no. so we have we have two new chair options <laughs> but we're not to here to talk
1: about those chairs <laughs> we are actually here to talk about one of our favorite companies out there and that is Blue Ridge Chair Works you might remember Man. from several gear guides back I think 2018 we talked about their landing pad. That we had gotten, and it's, that
0: is like a that's like a gear guide all star. It is an all star. I yeah. think
1: if we ever go back and do sort of like a hall of fame kind of thing, that would be absolutely like right there up at the very top of our hall of fame gadgets and accessories. It's one of the things we recommend to everyone anytime they're thinking about a gift for somebody. We immediately say Blue Ridge Chairworks landing pad. We love that thing so naturally. When we had the opportunity to check out one of their chairs, we also fell in love with it. I think I love it a little bit more than you do. Well,
0: it's your chair.
1: It's because it is my chair. Like we have set it up outside by a little table. It's my chair. It's where I go out in the morning to work or have my coffee.
0: This is sort of their their flagship chair. It's the, yes. the Blue Ridge chair. They make other chairs as well.
1: And it's lower to the ground. OK, so don't think that you're going to be sitting up high like you would in a director's chair or even just a standard camping chair. You're going to be lower to the ground. But it is beautiful craftsmanship. It is all wood. Then it's got this sort of canvas back to it back support. It's two pieces and you can carry it.
0: Yeah, and it's fairly like it's, it's fairly comfortable to carry. Like it this is the kind of thing that you would pull out of the the back of your your car to go watch a kid's soccer game or something like that and or to go sit on the beach. It's fantastic. It's a little bit on the expensive side.
1: Yeah, it is. It retails for $174. So it is an investment, but we're telling you we've had that landing pad now for 2 years, over 2 years and it is at the front of the door to the RV. It's our
0: doormat. We step on that thing all the time. It has lasted and lasted. Nothing wrong with it. And we will continue to use that. We we love it. And this is made out of the same wood by the same company.
1: And same craftsmanship, you know, they make everything themselves there. It's a beautiful small business doing beautiful work. We love their stuff. It's been a pleasure having this chair and drinking my coffee in Colorado every morning in this chair. So we absolutely recommend you check them out. That's the Blue Ridge chair. Now, if you're thinking, I don't want to be down so close to the ground, Abigail, like that's impossible. How am I going to get up? Or you might be thinking, too, I, I $174 just isn't in my budget right now. That is so fair. We have another chair that we love that you can go get at the Walmarts.
0: Mm-hmm. The Ozark Trail Oversized Director Chair. Yeah, don't now, buy <laughs>
1: that $20 one. We have the no. $20 one. You want to buy the one that retails for $39.94.
0: Uh, this is for this. This is supposed to hold 600 pounds. It is very wide. And and even if you're a small person, don't feel embarrassed by no, that. No, I love it because this is, I, it's awesome.
1: I can sit crisscross applesauce in it. Uh, you're laughing at me because I just said no, that no. I can sit crisscross <laughs> applesauce <laughs> in it. And it's so very comfortable. It comes with a little side table that pops up, has a little drink holder. It's fantastic for sitting around the campfire. It's great for working in. It goes up really nicely against a picnic table and it's $40.
0: And if you're a bigger guy like me, you don't feel like you're going to break it every time you sit in it.
1: They do make one that's for $20 and we do have that one as well. That one doesn't feel sturdy to me. That one, I sit down in it. It's much smaller. The fabric isn't as strong. It's not as comfortable. You can't stay in it as long. And so... That's one of those chairs I think I put in that same category of chairs we were complaining about earlier. I do not expect that $20 chair to last very long, but for $40, I have high hopes for this camping chair. Yeah, we've had it, it for it a while. It feels
0: now. like it will last a while. Yeah. Now, the big difference between this type of chair and those other foldable camping chairs that I don't like is that they don't these don't these these director chairs do not fold quite as small as the other ones they don't no, fold into flat. a tube they fold into they fold flat um but, but
1: boy do i feel like i can tell yeah. everybody what to do when i'm sitting in it. i'm <laughs> directing everything i'm saying okay action and everything gets going
0: all right let's move on to cutting devices which uh, are sure, probably weird my favorite thing <laughs> uh can so, we just say
1: let's let's talk about camp knives
0: Okay, camp knives. There we go. Cutting that, devices, the, camp knives—they're yes. totally different. Uh, so, two different knives we have on our list. So, we did a full review of this first knife on the YouTube channel. This is a traditional Victorinox Swiss Army knife. This thing is fantastic, and I hope you go check out that video and and see the full review of it because I I really love it. And I will say, since we did that review, this is this I have given this knife to Jack. If you saw that review it also comes with a a compass and a ruler and a flashlight since we did that review i have carved three hiking sticks um for the kids i have four actually one for myself Mm -hmm. as well with uh with that knife primarily and uh and has have not had any need to sharpen it whatsoever and i mean carve carved and i carved a uh harry potter one for for ethan yes
1: i think you carved Two Harry Potter. Well, ones.
0: I yes, one broke. So I, oh, I did let's another not talk one. About that. Yeah. Yeah. So that is our first knife. The second knife, this was a gift, and goodness, I love this thing. This is the Groman number three uh, Yachtsman knife. This is the knife that the Canadian Coast Guard uses. And I'm lucky enough to have one that has the Canadian Coast Guard insignia on it. We don't
1: need to talk about how that came into your Not technically supposed to have that, but but you can get it without that (laughs) insignia.
0: It's about a hundred bucks. It's a, it's a, it's a shortest knife. It's not that long. Uh, You know, it's legal to carry around. It's got a really nice nice serrated edge, nice rosewood handle.
1: You cut a good stake with that.
0: Quality, quality craftsmanship. (laughs) And it is a good sort of everyday knife to carry around on your hip. It has a fantastic pouch, but the other thing that it comes with that I absolutely love is this guy. And I don't know if this probably has a name. I don't know what the heck the name is for it, but it's a spike. Uh, it's a spike that looks like a, an oversized needle, right? Like a sewing needle. Mm-hmm. And um, it what it's intended for is undoing knots. So you stick this spike into the middle of a knot and you yank on it and you can pull open a knot. I can't tell you how many times I've actually used that.
1: See, now I was just about to ask you, when do you encounter knots you can't? Oh, what are we knotting around? Oh, the kids
0: have the kids tie things in knots all the time, and I'm opening them up. You just they just don't come to you for that. It's the one thing they come to me for.
1: (laughs) Thank goodness, (laughs) because they probably know I'd say that's your dad's job. Uh but
0: this <laughs> the serrated edge is fantastic. I can I can cut I can, you know, cut little small pieces of wood with that. I could uh I can shave wood down with this. It it's it's a wonderful little knife. Yeah, and you I'm never, so never to think
1: it. about a camping knife or having something like that around you until you have one and then you realize how much you actually end yeah. up using it. It seems at first I thought it was an odd thing to put on the gear guide to put two on the gear guide. But honestly listening to you talk i'm starting i'm thinking to myself we do use those a lot don't we
0: <laughs> we do we really do, we do.
1: i uh, mean the victorinox just to go back to that for a second actually has a little screwdriver in it
0: an eyeglass screwdriver yeah. yes, that'll last. which
1: is perfect because yeah. it comes in so handy for jack
0: yeah you know it's for just his, one of those things. Yeah.
1: absolutely it's great it's a great knife
0: all right let's move on to liquid carrying devices OK, is that is that a good term for those?
1: We could just say water bottles. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, well, I they're not, so... but they're both.
0: They're not both water bottles. Well, so,
1: but they how, they hold liquid and then they're in the shape of a water bottle. I don't well, know what to say here. Well,
0: so the, the first one. So let's start with the the Stanley vacuum bottle. Now, it's not a water bottle. That's why I said that it was, it, it, you can put water in it and we do put water in it. It will keep water cold. For a very long time.
1: Yeah, this is one of those things we've wanted for a really long time is something that would we could put hot liquids or cold liquids into and they would continue to stay at the temperature that we want them to stay at. It's one of these things that we can put it into the truck. It can be that backup water bottle for when we run out of water, especially in here. It's so dry in Arizona, in Colorado, and in places in the Southwest, you go through water so quickly. And so when you want to refill that, when the kids want to refill that, they always want cold water. And so this is one of those ways it holds 20 ounces. And so we can refill multiple water bottles. It's nice and cold and refreshing.
0: See now for me, this is not enough for water bottle. Like I need, like I would down this in two seconds, but what I think this is best for is
1: hot stuff. Yeah. You have this vision of us like packing up hot cocoa or chicken well, noodle soup or something in this thing and then going <laughs> off into the wild chili while it's snow. We are never putting chili Why not? in it. Jason It's got Epperson. a nice cup
0: on the top that acts like a bowl. Jason
1: Epperson, that it is not meant for and
0: you can unturn the top and then oh pour goodness. stuff out without doing it there's no, no, no you can, way you, you could clean the chili out of that jason absolutely put the chili in it but no i'm listen, not here you for that. are the coffee drinker in our family not now here this for thing that. will hold coffee hot all day long yeah
1: but if i drink 20 ounces of coffee i'm gonna be bouncing off the mountain. well like, not
0: over the over the course nobody, of an entire day though and you know maybe i want a little coffee
1: oh That'll be the day (laughs) when you ask me for a cup of coffee is when I usually know things are not good for you that morning.
0: (laughs) We have the L.L. Bean version. L.L. Bean sells it. You can also buy the Stanley original wherever. Nice, classic piece of camping. gear. Yeah. But if you want to actually drink water, this is probably a better device for it. Uh, We have had all kinds of water bottles over the years. We're kind of water bottle addicts and we love most of them, but we have recently bought this one. Uh, It is another Ozark Trail Walmart find. So it's super affordable.
1: This one is fantastic because it, again, it works sort of like that Stanley in that it's very insulated. It's stainless steel. We can put cold liquids into it in these hot days in Arizona or here in Colorado that are coming up. The kids take it outside. They have cold water. They have water when they need it. What I love about this water bottle is the price point. I have been singing the praise of Ozark Trails, water bottles, cups, growlers for years because the prices are absolutely amazing. This water bottle is about eight dollars and fifty cents. And you can't beat that.
0: And the 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 benefit of it is it is double-walled and vacuum-sealed, yes. just like that Stanley one, even though that's glass and vacuum-sealed and they're inside and it's it's really going to keep things ice cold. This, thing's will, this will keep the stuff cold for a long time. It is the Ozark Trail 24-ounce double-walled, vacuum-sealed, stainless steel water bottle in white.
1: It is a perfect addition to your backpack.
0: Next up, I think we should talk about uh, something that... really makes a big difference in our lives as full timers and that is our satellite tv system
1: oh yeah let's sing it let's (laughs) sing the praises. actually and let's pair that up with what's right below it too so let's do those two sure
0: we have the dish tailgater satellite antenna and the wally receiver cute little
1: kangaroo (laughs) cute little little (laughs) wally
0: we have talked to lots of people that have direct TV that have lots of issues. Um, we've been fairly happy with this. Now it's, it's still satellite TV. If you're in the shade, something like that, you're going to have. Yeah. We have haven't challenges. had
1: exactly the best uh, reception here that we were getting in Arizona, yeah. but it hasn't been enough that it's been annoying. It's just, we don't, I don't think we have as many options. We're
0: surrounded by a hundred foot tall trees. That's yes. really what it comes down to. Um, but If you want to, if you're somebody that likes watching regular TV shows, you like watching cable news, whatever it is, and you don't want to do a lot of the streaming stuff, Dish is really great. And Dish has given us a $50 off coupon code for all of our listeners, which is RV Miles. And you can actually go to dishoutdoors.com slash RV Miles, and it provides all the information there. But um, uh, we're really happy with it. And if you have a a dish system at home, you can actually add it on for cheaper. And what's nice about dish outdoors is you're not, you're not contracted into something. So if you are somebody that travels, say just in the summer months, uh, or you just go out for a month at a time, um, or even a couple weeks at a time, you can just pay for one month.
1: Yeah. That's really cool. Like you just yeah. pay for what you use. And so if you're thinking, Oh, why would I want, to watch TV or, oh, this is only for full timers. That that could be true. It could not be for you. But you know, anyone who's taking an extended vacation and you're going out for three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, maybe you're going out for the whole summer and you're going to be traveling all around. It's really nice to have down days. And I'm telling you, you're going to hit that vacation hard. And then about two weeks into that vacation, all you're going to want to do is have a whole day where you just sit in the RV and you do nothing. And it's really, really nice to sort of plug into old life back home and just watch some TV, watch some Food Network, watch some HGTV, check up on the news, although that's depressing, you know, just whatever. It's just a nice little component, a little a little bonus to have on the road.
0: You can actually mount the antenna on your roof if you want to. It's very easy to do. We did it. Or you can just set it out on the ground wherever you are. Mm-hmm. And, and the nice benefit of doing that is that you can sort of move it around if you're not getting great signal. We put it on a roof and we did that for a while. And then we yeah. put it on a roof um, just for ease of use purposes. Well, and, yeah, because
1: we are using we're moving all the time right. and we're doing this, you know, 24 7, 365. And so after a while, the novelty of being able to move it to catch the satellite sort of lessened. When it was like, but if we mount this, then we don't have to, <laughs> right. we and don't have to do anything. There is an, uh, anoth-
0: another benefit though, is that you do get it up higher and you perhaps get it over some obstructions. But yeah, absolutely. We're We're very happy with it. Now, along with that, the TV in our RV, we're also very happy with Yes, because we got a Roku TV. Now, you may have heard of what a Roku device is, and you can attach one of these to any TV. It can get the little box.
1: Like Apple TV. Yeah,
0: where you can then stream from. It, it mm-hmm. works with Amazon Prime, Netflix, Disney Plus, YouTube, Ooh, all the different they're services. are all there. But we got a Roku TV, which means the Roku system is built in and it's actually the operating system for the TV. And that's been really, really nice uh, and easy to use. And we we really love that because we've had a lot of smart TVs in the past that don't get regular updates.
1: That don't feel very smart. The,
0: the, the operating <laughs> system's really clunky. But since Roku is on so many different TVs, they update it, they keep it current. Mm-hmm. It's real smooth and sleek and we love it. And then one of the best things we love about it yes. is that, there is an app for Roku that you can use on your phones and you can actually control, you get a remote, but you can control your TV like a remote with the app on your phone. But what you can also do is then you can plug your headphones into your phone and listen to the TV through that. So if I'm working late at night, I can watch TV while everybody's in bed without it bothering anybody. If the kids are in bed and Abby and I want to stay up and watch something, we're in a very small space. The kids hear everything. We're able to watch something even something that might not be totally kid appropriate.
1: Yeah. We did that the other night with knives out, which came out over the Thanksgiving holiday. We've been wanting to see it for forever. And we just decided to watch this movie. Kids were in bed. We figured they'd fall asleep when they fall asleep. And we're going to watch this movie. It was fantastic. It was so nice to be able to do that because often we don't get to watch a lot of the things that we want to watch because, you know, we're sensitive to the fact that there are small ears around and I don't want to stay up really, really late. This has kind of allowed us to find that middle ground and Maybe have like a little date night where we go to the movies.
0: Or if they're watching the 40th episode of How to Train Your Dragon, they can listen to it on their headphones while we're doing other stuff. We should
1: do more of that for Henry. (laughs) Henry has has taken, I think this is probably his fifth or sixth deep dive uh, back into How to Train Your Dragons. And he just absolutely loves it. So, yes, maybe it's time to get Henry wirelessly set up on the television.
0: (laughs) All right. Two more devices on the podcast version of the 2020 Gear Guide that we want to talk about. And the first one is the Cub Blind Spot Detection System. Yes. Now... Blind spot detection, we had Cub on a few weeks ago, and um, they actually talked about all the details of the system. So you can go back and listen to that episode. I don't remember what number it is, but it's called Cub Blind Spot Detection yeah, System.
1: Yeah, we'll link to it in the show notes, rvmiles.com slash 148.
0: Now, we now have the Cub Blind Spot Detection System and are able to talk about it a bit. I've installed it on our, our rig, and the install is probably, I'd say, intermediate. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you know, a blind spot is... Detection is probably the greatest thing that has come along in a, in a real long while for vehicle safety. And it's not something that's been available to people who own RVs. But this is an aftermarket product that you can put on either a trailer or a motorhome. So we have installed the two little sensors on our, we were able to install them on our fold-down rack on the back of our trailer. It doesn't work with every single trailer, but we were able to make it work. And then you run cables that underneath the trailer and then... Then there's a connector that goes to the truck and runs under the truck and that plugs into the OB2 uh, port underneath your steering wheel. That's sort of the diagnostic port where a, a mechanic will plug something in and be able to find all your engine codes out. You lost it, me a couple. It, it, it plugs into that. Anyway, <laughs>
1: uh,
0: it's it's great. I mean, it, it will tell you. Yeah. If there's somebody in the lane next to you and you can't see them, which is a bigger problem when you're pulling a trailer than it is when you're driving a car, right?
1: It is an absolute piece of mind, piece of yeah. equipment. So
0: okay. I have in my hands here the little display that goes onto your dashboard and there's like a little suction cup mount uh, for it. And I, I will say my only complaint about the whole system is that this display I feel is a little bit larger than it needs to be.
1: Yeah. They um, think you're going to be using that a lot. Yeah. Because you know, when you have,
0: <laughs> when you have a GPS on, on your dash and stuff, it's hard to find. We also have an, a, a separate thing for our backup camera on our dash. It, it could be two little lights, uh, and, and a beeping sound, but it is a, a fairly large, uh,
1: they Peace. just want to make sure that you see right. it, Jason. Like they do not <laughs> want you to miss. And I appreciate that. I absolutely appreciate but it. Because what it is designed to do it does is to keep us from crashing Ranger Gandalf Traley the <laughs> second working title into somebody else's automobile.
0: Now it, you do get to pull it off. You if you are driving a if you're driving a motorhome, the indicators are very small and they actually go on the posts on either side of the windshield. And uh, but if you are driving a truck, pulling a trailer. Then you can actually take this out of your windshield when you're not towing too. So it's not always a, sort of an obstruction in your way.
1: Do so, you know what it retails for off the top of your head?
0: Uh, it it is it is under a thousand dollars. It's it's on the pricey side. But like it's like eight nine hundred dollars something like okay. that. they are different versions, so you'll have to check it out. And we'll have the exact prices uh, in the article. Now the final piece of gear.
1: Let, yes, and I think it's very appropriate for us to to wrap the podcast version of this up with talking about food. Let's Absolutely. Just, let's just talk about how you're going to cook.
0: If you love it. are a fan of cast iron cooking uh, or cooking in steel pans, um, we cast iron, we love cast iron, but it, uh, speak it's, for yourself. It, I love cast iron. <laughs> I, it's just, it's just too much to haul around it's, and deal yes. with in our tiny kitchen. It's just too difficult, we, but I love being able to throw the cast iron pan on the campfire, throw it on the Blackstone griddle or throw it on the stove uh, or you can even put them over a propane fire pit. Anyway, better option. The blue carbon steel pan by a company called Made In. This is like super professional chef cooking pan.
1: This is what um, like Bugs Bunny smacks like (laughs) Elmer Fudd with. This thing is enormous. It is a
0: carbon steel skillet that you do season, just like you season a cast iron Mm -hmm. pan, except the seasoning is a little bit easier because, because the surface is flat. You don't have all those ridges that cast iron has, so you don't have to season it as much. And this is the only Stovetop pan that we use.
1: Absolutely. And if you're watching this, you're probably thinking, woo, that thing is got some color on it. This is how much we use it.
0: It's we, supposed to be dark color. Yes, it's supposed to color over time.
1: We, we use it a lot. You know, one of the things I always talk about w- between Jason and I or the conversations I have with myself is that if I'm going to bring something heavy in, because this is heavy, if I'm going to bring something heavy in, that's going to take weight. It's going to be something that we are going to use a lot. And this is that thing. This is that pan. It has replaced our need for any other fry pan, big or small. It's deep enough that I can do stir fry in it if we're not using the Blackstone. It cooks up great for chicken, potatoes. It makes fantastic pancakes. Like It's just a really great multi-purpose pan
0: and even though it is somewhat heavy um it's nowhere near as heavy as cast iron a, no, a cast iron not. the same same size would weigh five times as
1: well much. and i feel like we've not really met a cast iron skillet that we 100 like yet
0: well let's be honest seasoning cast iron is hard to do in an RV. You Absolutely. can't fit it in the oven to do it. Uh, you have to do it over a flame. This is this I can do. I can season this on the Blackstone griddle. I like to throw it right on the Blackstone mm-hmm. and, and heat stuff in there. So if I'm doing eggs or something, it holds them in place uh, or you could put it over a campfire.
1: But you know, if I was going to buy a cast iron of that size, that thing would be massive. It would. It would be so heavy. Yeah.
0: All right. That is our gear guide. That's it. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we've got our fresh tank, black tank segment and the new brain teaser. We'll be right back.
1: The RV Miles podcast is supported by Hughes Autoformers, makers of the Power Watchdog Smart Surge Protector.
0: Electrical surge protection is one of the cheapest insurance policies you can provide for your RV. And the Power Watchdog beats the competition with field replaceable surge modules. With other brands, when the surge protector takes a large surge or a spike, you have to throw it away. The Power Watchdog can be brought back to life with one small affordable part you can replace yourself. It's the last surge protector you need to buy. Use the coupon code RVMILES, all one word, for 10% off your order at huesautoformers.com. That's code RVMILES for 10% off at RV
1: RVMILES is also supported by the Highway Weather app.
0: When it comes to RV travel, weather safety is a top priority, which is why the Highway Weather app provides weather forecasts for road trips along every point of your route, adjusted to your time of travel. You can compare forecasts, get recommendations for the best time to head out, get severe weather alerts, add rest stops to long trips, and more. Did I mention that all of that's included free in the app? For subscribers, there's a hands-free background feature to automatically alert you to upcoming bad weather. To download the app, visit highwayweather.io today or look for it in your iOS or Android app store. All right, it's time to check the level of our tanks. Talk about the good, the bad, the sneaky that we're carrying with us this week. Abby, what is in your black tank?
1: So my black tank goes to a particular type of camper who likes to put their music on so that the whole campground can hear it. And then they like to leave their campsite and not turn their music off.
0: So strange. like we- And then
1: be gone <laughs> for six hours.
0: We're pretty open-minded about music and noise. Oh, in, I and don't the care the music the they day. had on. that. I But leaving it on while you're gone.
1: Oh, that was rough. Wow. And it was such a beautiful day and everybody wanted to be outside. And the campsites here aren't super close to one another, but they were across the road and um they were it was a group of them together and it was the weekend and we always know on the weekend that um campsites and campgrounds on the weekend are different than campgrounds during the week and i think a lot of full-timers are people who travel a lot you you all know this right so we have a level of sort of give and take you know we know everyone's going to be having a great time they're going to be interacting there's going to be busy there's going to be music the, you know people are going to be out i do not understand though subjecting the campground to your music when you're not even there to enjoy it.
0: And this was not an accident because they did it multiple times.
1: Yeah, no, this wasn't a one and done. (laughs) This was the whole weekend. And it was loud enough. You know, there's a difference in level where like it's loud and you're outside and you can hear it, but then it's like loud and you can hear it like five campsites over. That's kind of what this was. So, you know, I'm not black tanking them for having a good time or being here for the weekend or wanting to play their music. I'm just sort of black tanking them for just kind of thinking that we all wanted to listen to that with them and that it was okay to just go away. I mean, they closed everything up. They brought the awning in, like everything. But then they left the outside music going. I just, I couldn't. And it wasn't my style of music. So there was a lot of like rage listening going on on my part. So it's a little bit more into the gray because I don't want to be like a meanie, but you know, just consider that maybe don't leave your music on when you're not going to be there. Um, And certainly don't make it so loud that um, the entire campground is enjoying it with you.
0: What is in your fresh tank?
1: So my fresh tank is getting a little personal, uh, but not really. It's just a really nice gesture. So uh, we're caravanning with some friends and uh, our neighbor. She brought over some freshly baked oatmeal raisin cookies today. And then she brought me over a little care package because we've had a sick relative. And that's kind of stressed me out and that's why this podcast is late. And so she just was like nice and she brought that over for me just to like help me feel better. And I think that it's getting my fresh tank because you know the power of just like some freshly baked cookies to your neighbor is an incredibly kind gesture, but it just I don't know, it just makes you think like someone's thinking about me. Someone sees that um I'm having a hard time or someone sees that I'm they want to share this gift with me. And I just thought that was really nice. And it really brightened my day. And she gave me some tea. And it was just, it was really nice. In fact, I've been drinking the tea uh, throughout this whole podcast. And I don't know, it just gets my fresh tank because it's really nice to, it's nice to have a neighbor. It can
0: make all the difference in the world. Just the simplest gestures.
1: It is. Sure. And I think right now we're all hurting and scared and confused in these last three months. and especially. You know, the last couple of weeks have been really overwhelming. And so just to have just to have that nice exchange of oatmeal raisin cookies, highly impressed how good they were coming out of an RV oven. Let me tell you, was just just made me flip my black or made me flip my fresh tank at the very last minute. All right. All right. How about you? What's black and stinky in your world? (laughs) Uh,
0: My black tank this week is a scam that's been going around on Facebook. Oh. Now this has been since time <laughs> since immortal since the
1: beginning the, of Facebook time. Travel
0: companies have have created didn't if you ever worked at a business that had a fax machine and a lot of people are listening are a lot older What's than me. What's that? But <laughs> Uh, you know, there used to be fax scams all the time about cruises and 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 free vacations really? and stuff. Oh yes, all the time.
1: How do you know this? And, and as, did as, you as a, did you used to get fax scams? Oh
0: yeah, as a matter of fact, that's all we What that was all our fax machine was used for. It would be like spam faxes, and we At never the used it. Yeah, we never used it for anything. Oh, it just we got spam faxes.
1: I mean, I worked in an office for a really long time and we didn't get spam faxes. That's so, crazy.
0: So there is a scam that's going around Facebook that this this scam, it has not been taken down by Facebook yet, even though multiple ple- people, even including the company that they're um, ripping off is, has reported it. A page just called RV. It's amazing. Has been created on Facebook. It was created on March 20th.
1: How did they get that?
0: Well, you can, you can, there can be multiple pages. Oh, the same okay. Thing, okay. Right? So it's not like Instagram. Right. You can't share
1: no. the same. Okay.
0: Yeah. So there's a page called RV, and they put out a post that they're giving away a Newmar King Air, which is a nearly a million dollar motorhome. Like at it, it least they're different models, but at least 700,000 or so. And this post, has nearly a million shares and including like lots of the big RV bloggers and stuff. Yeah, lots there of, have
1: been some people who have shared who this should know better. That <laughs> should know better. Absolutely. And should be using their platform now, to know better.
0: Now with nearly a million shares, I'm sure some of our, some of our listeners have shared it. So Absolutely. I don't want to feel like we're talking down to you.
1: No, no, but, no, we're not because, you know, I think our yeah. first was, dang and then uh we took a step back and that we were like, page
0: huh? the, it is the only post on that page and that's how you know it's a scam you yes. go to you go to page and see they only have one post and they're doing a giveaway it's a scam um that that post has earned them almost four hundred thousand page likes oh,
1: that's amazing and it,
0: it would be great if facebook allowed nor like Honest businesses to get that kind of interaction. But this, the, what happens with these scams, by the way, there's been lots of them over the years. There's like, you know, win a, win a tiny home by liking and so sharing this. Um, I may of have shared one of those cruises. ones.
1: <laughs> now, the,
0: the, what they do is they they build up a bunch of likes on the page and then they go and change the name or they just right. sell it to somebody. And whoever ends up with that page, now they've got 400,000 likes on their page. They just start spamming you with stuff.
1: Yeah, there was someone in our group who gave a really great rundown of how this goes. In fact, he teaches this and he talked about how like one minute it'll be RV and then the next minute, I think he said it's like Bob's ED or something, Pills. And you're like, I don't remember <laughs> liking this page? Why are you showing me this? Yeah. So it's really quite fascinating the but, way people yeah. can use social media in such a uh scammy sort of way. Now
0: there are legitimate giveaways out there. Oh I, sure, Jellystone and Keystone. Last year I remember they gave away a a, a Keystone Bullet RV, and but, those are always going to involve you going to a website, g- giving them your information, giving them your email address, and and all that sort of stuff. But let's
1: talk about that. That was Keystone. And Jellystone, two very well known brands. This is a page called RV. This is like me having a page called Home and then telling you I'm going to give you a million dollar home in actually a 10 million dollar home on, you know, uh, Mulholland Drive.
0: Yeah, and uh, and Newmar uh, Newmar put out a statement that they're not involved in this. In I can't way, of believe course, this is still up. It is still up. I've reported it to Facebook. I know Newmar has, mm-hmm. uh, but it's still up. So it's
1: crazy. That's
0: Facebook for you, though.
1: Well, they're just so busy trying to check all the news. <laughs> you know, they're yeah. busy. They're busy with other things. All right, what? Is freshy fresh to you this week. (laughs) Uh,
0: This this again comes from our RV Miles Facebook group, uh, a great link that Brian shared uh, that you should check out and I'll put in the show notes, but you can also come find it in uh, the Facebook group. If you're looking to travel right now and you're wondering what the different restrictions are, where you have to quarantine, uh, where you have to wear masks, all that sort of stuff, the National Governors Association website As an interactive map showing current state-by-state rules and guidance regarding COVID-19, which states have stay-at-home orders, which states encourage the use of masks, all that sort of stuff you can find on one website uh, so that you can like check your travel route. Now, we're still recommending that people stay as local as possible. Go out in RV, go out and camp, absolutely, but do it within a day drive of where you are. Now, if you and if you are doing a longer trip, really pay attention to what's going on in those areas and and what people are doing. For instance, we have we moved here. Uh, we moved 300 miles uh, to the Durango area, and everything in Durango just started to open up right after we got here. But all businesses in Durango, if you go enter, you have to wear a mask to enter. So those are things that you want to know before going into, especially if you're a traveler, you're coming into somebody else's space, you're coming into somebody else's community. I feel like it's our duty as travelers to uh to go b- above and beyond and, and give the highest level of respect to whatever's going on in that area.
1: And it's also the community's responsibility to make sure that people are informed and know what is expected of them because communities want to start opening back up and they want to get some back to some level of travel and tourism. There are a lot of communities this time of year that rely on tourism dollars. And so they're trying to find that balance. So they also need to be just as responsible. And this is a great website to make sure that that can happen. But then if you can check on the local, local level, do that as well. You know, this is something that I think just for a while, we're all going to be living in. And so it's just trying to find a new normal so that we can do the things we love, but also keep others safe, and help support communities that really do need the support. Those small businesses, those restaurants, they all need us there, but they need us to do it safely.
0: And new restrictions are being put in place. It's not just that over time restrictions are being lifted. There are new restrictions, especially on travel and lodging.
1: Yeah, because I think Maine just did something where they're still asking for a 14-day quarantine, and that's going to go until August 31st. Unless you have, within 72 hours of arriving into the state, a piece of paper that says you have been tested for COVID-19 and you do not have it.
0: If you want to enter Alaska this summer, you will have to have a test.
1: Yeah, but it has to be within 72 hours of mm-hmm. arriving. It can't be that I had this test done a month ago. And no, they, within three days of you showing up
0: yeah and and some states it's it's if you came from this area or this area mm-hmm. or if you traveled through this area so if you're going to maine but and I think you you travel through and- new york you know it's all kinds of stuff.
1: yeah it's crazy and it's the main thing just came up in the america's national parks group which is why it's on my mind but i think vermont and new hampshire might be exempt to that
0: so if you are going to get out and travel be super flexible mm-hmm. know what you're getting into um but, you know, try to just go places where uh, you feel comfortable and and people want you.
1: Yeah. So thanks to Brian for sharing that in the group. And thanks to everybody in the group and over in America's National Parks, too, who continue to do their best to keep all of us informed about what's going on in their community. If you haven't joined those groups, please come over and join us. We'd love to be able to interact with you more there.
0: All right. Let's wrap this up with a brain taser. Let's do
1: it. I got to make some dinner.
0: My head and tail both equal R. My middle, slender as a bee. Whether I stand on head or heel is quite the same to you or me. But if my head should be cut off, the matter's true, though passing strange. Directly I to nothing change. What am I? Hmm. We'll have the answer to that and a whole lot more on next week's episode of the RV Miles Podcast.
1: We sure will. And hey, just a reminder, if you are enjoying the podcast, we would so appreciate a five-star review over on Apple Podcast or wherever you are listening to the show. Your review helps us reach more potential listeners. You are awesome. RV Miles is all across social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter-ish.
0: <laughs> and if British. you are watching on YouTube, or even if you don't watch on YouTube, please give us a like on this video and please subscribe to the channel. Even if you don't subscribe to any channels, you don't care about YouTube, just go over there and do just it. Go
1: do it. It won't affect you if, in
0: any way whatsoever.
1: I promise <laughs> we won't try to sell you a newmar or tell you you're <laughs> going to win a mar. I absolutely promise you that. Of course, if you have questions for Jason and I, topic suggestions, email us, editor at rvmiles.com or... Find us on social media. We also share our personal travels. We share a little bit more about us over on Our Wandering Family. And that, again, is on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you all so much for joining us this week. We absolutely adore you. We love doing this. And until next week, keep logging those RV miles. Bye, everybody. Bye.